Hello and welcome to Ponderings from the Perch, the Little Bird Marketing Company podcast. I have one of my friends on today, so we're going to have a good time. I know you're probably thinking, wait, doesn't she have her friends on like every day on this podcast? (laughs) Yes, I do. It's my podcast and I do what I want to do. So Janine Hazel, welcome to Ponderings from the Perch. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So it will be no secret that we are friends and colleagues and that we love seeing each other at conferences. We like sneaking in breakfast maybe before the conference starts or (laughs) making sure that we get a glass of wine together. Yeah, I was just going to add a glass of champagne maybe later in the day. <laughs> See, now everybody, you know why we are friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Janine is obviously an amazing professional as well. She is the VP of Biz Development and Marketing over at Luth Research and has become a fast friend over the years because she just really has an understanding and I'd say empathy for brands of where yes. they're at right now. It seems like things sometimes feel at such a fast pace that they're exploding and maybe even imploding. And so much is changing about the buyer. And over at Luth Research, they really have a finger on the pulse of what is going on. (laughs) What is going on with a buyer? I can can hear the frustration of, of the brands. But I really wanted to have her on to talk a little bit about innovation and what Luth is doing to really help brands get a grasp on all of these changes and really take that next step forward. So just to give you context before we get going, why don't you tell my audience a little bit about what your day-to-day is like, and then let's talk about what you really do and what you're hearing and what you're seeing. Okay. Gosh, it's different every day. So sometimes I have the biz development hat on, sometimes I have the marketing, sometimes I have both. But every day we're working to help our current clients answer the questions that they have about their consumer and what they're doing and how can we find them and how can we make it so that our brand is really working for them. So that is working with our sales team and our online team and our digital team to make sure that we are doing the things changing with the landscape of digital behavior. So it's meetings and it's reaching out to clients to make sure that everything is going well. It's emails and communication and things like that. Yeah, we're all a little bit inundated. Yeah, (laughs) 100%. So let's talk a little bit about really the sweet spot of what Luth does so people understand that context too. And then they'll understand why you and I sit and talk about what on earth is the consumer doing these days? Right. (laughs) So you said one word in there, a very simple word, help our customers find their customer. So tell me a little bit about that. Why are they trying to find them? (laughs) What happened? Where did they go? Well, everyone's been saying this for since 2020, but things have changed. If you haven't noticed, I don't know where you are, where your head is, but things have changed. So I feel as though years ago, even way before the pandemic, is I felt like brands had more control of when the consumer saw or when an ad or a product. And now that has really flipped. And now the consumer is in control of where they're seeing your brand. They're going to your brand rather than you coming to them necessarily in their home on TV or whatever. So I think that that we have to continually work to find those consumers and to make sure that we are in the right places at the right time and engaging with them in the way that they want to be engaged with. You all have done so much innovation around that, even as the word in our industry has changed, which is like 
path to purchase. Then it's the yes. buyer's journey. And then it's, I mean, I don't know what else it's been, but you all have innovated around that. So tell me about like, there's so much that's changed. We agree with that. So much has stayed the same. People still have to have the same research rigor to connect with and find that client. But where does innovation fit in? And where does Lou think about innovation as far as that's concerned? Well, to get really granular, I mean, the whole online landscape, the digital landscape of what the consumer is doing, things change. Amazon changes categories or iOS is changing how we can see inside of an app. So we have to be innovating so that we can still be there, still see those things for our clients. That means making sure that we're changing the technology that we're developing and things like that in order to keep the pulse on the consumer. So you say pulse on the consumer, and I'm going to just stop you right there because one of the reasons why you and I are besties is because we firmly believe in this idea of an ideal client. Yes. (laughs) And I know that your clients believe in that ideal client. So this is where we really connect. But people hear about from my perspective all the time from B2B. But tell me what you're hearing from that, because you work with B2C brands And how do they frame up that idea of the ideal client? And what is the impact that brands can have from knowing those customers intimately? Well, it's different for every client, obviously, who their specific consumer is. But the clients that we work with, they want not necessarily a transactional relationship with their consumer, but more of a relationship with their consumer. So in order for them to have that, they have to really get to know who that consumer is. So really drilling down on what those behaviors are and knowing when the consumer wants to hear from them, wants to see the brand, wants to see the ad and things like that. A perfect example of this is we were working with a healthcare client, and I thought this was really interesting that they said in healthcare, obviously, not everybody wants to receive, you know, let's say they're diabetic. Not everybody wants to see that ad about their diabetes. So finding when that time is okay to kind of reach out to them, in a sense, it's sort of a relationship getting to know that consumer. Well, you and I have talked about that a little bit about how within certain niches, there's certain consumer behaviors that happen there. You mentioned that about healthcare, but we find that about when are we most interested in looking at beauty products? When are we most interested in looking for a new bathing suit? Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's get really specific. But you did some really interesting work early in the year about some changes in sports behavior. And I thought those were really Interesting. They were things that I hadn't heard before. It was surrounding the end of our football season. And also, even before that, there was a lot about what you understood about the growing fandom in FIFA and in soccer in the US. And so these are kind of like macro changes to consumers' behaviors and wants and things like that. So, how do you at Luth take that kind of these? tiny changes for a client and then these large kind of social changes happening and make some understanding out of it. Well, that comes from our amazing research team, but they are able to put the whole story together. You need it all. You need the little changes and you need the big changes. And if you don't have your finger on all of those, you're going to miss somewhere. So that is where we really stand out is pulling all of these little things that we saw in the research and these big things in the research and making it make sense to everybody at your company. I love that. Tell me something really specific. You and I talked a little bit the last time we met 
about how your research team does watch really people live online, like follows their journey specifically, that highly qualitative look at what is this person doing right now? Tell us a little bit more about that, because some people might not be aware that brands can really actually have participants giving them access to what they're doing, how they truly are behaving online. Let's take a short break. As a business professional, mastering social media is no longer a nice-to-have set of skills, but a fundamental need in order to advance your career and exceed goals. A lot of people are interested in learning social selling techniques for revenue generation, network building, and maybe even to advance their thought leadership. But what is actually needed is a practical and repeatable system to digitally transform whole teams. Teams that commit to creating meaningful digital communities and learn how to leverage social media to turn relationships into sales online far outperform their competitors. And companies that commit to investing in their teams to increase their personal social influence reap the benefit of increased brand awareness and positive upticks in company reputation. Social media is natural. It's cost-effective, and it's an easily leveraged tool at anyone's disposal. What is lacking is an effective and proven system that trains sales, marketing, HR, and executives alike to move from social selling to complete digital transformation and into digital dominance. Our 12-week social selling course is a practical, hands-on experience. It's taken over time specifically to address the needed mindset shifts, the changes in habits and behaviors, and all of this while implementing new skills. You will learn how to network effectively and at scale, build rapport with targeted audiences, expand your influence, and become the go-to authority in your area of expertise. So this is not a quick tips and tricks for LinkedIn success flash in the pan. It's a commitment to changing the way you show up online and experience career-shifting breakthroughs. This is expert instruction in small cohorts with personalized one-on-one coaching. If you're interested, go learn more at littlebirdmarketing.com slash social hyphen influence. So I think what you're getting at is sort of the individual person that we look at. We're not looking at like sort of a category of people and sort of making recommendations on that. We're looking at an individual person because we have our own panel, which we started back in the early 90s, our online panel, which we can talk about later. But looking at that individual person and being able to go back to those individual people to ask them sort of the why behind that behavior is really, really rich and so important and something that we want to make sure our clients know, don't miss that part. You can look at the digital data, but make sure you're going back and asking them, hey, we noticed that you went to all these different websites in this category, but you ended up initially purchasing from this one. Why? If you don't look at that individual person and ask them those questions, you won't really know what that was. And it could be something, a real aha moment for a client. 
I haven't thought about this, Janine, but based on our friendship, I really need to be on this panel. <laughs> I have a lot of things to say about why I do things online and who right. really pisses me off. <laughs> yeah, you need to sign up today. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, we'll do. I'll put it in the show notes where people can sign up to be a part of their panel. And that's yeah. just so interesting because you mentioned at the beginning that consumers are driving. And it's not just, I think, that consumers are driving, but consumers want to drive. I want to tell these companies, why do they keep doing these things that drive me crazy? And I want to tell them how they can make my life easier. And I think there is like a little bit of relief, I guess, that comes from knowing that someone is looking at this, please (laughs) make humanity better. (laughs) Well, and I think in the industry market research panels, we all know, and if you talk to any market research company that has a panel right now, It's hard to keep these people engaged and getting really quality people. So that has always been like a really important aspect for us is like, we pay them really well. We want to make it worth it. We need you guys. We need your opinions. Our clients are selling to you or they're making brands that you want. So we need you and we want to make them feel important. So that is really a big thing now. Maybe this could be a little inadvertent bonus for you taking your time and and chatting with me. We'll put it in the show notes. But if you're listening and your interest is from the brand side and saying, this is what we're trying to do. Maybe you could share this with like five people in your family who you think would want to be a part of a great panel. Right. We (laughs) all need to bond together and make make these, keep these (laughs) panels. I mean, it's fun too. It's fun. We actually, this is kind of a tangent, but we had our panel. We started our panel in the nineties. It's a cash incentive panel. And in 2020, wasn't really the best year to start a new company, but we did start a new panel, which we have seen such a great response from. And it's instead of receiving a cash incentive, you're actually receiving shares in the company just to let our panelists know how important your opinion is. We want to make sure that you're receiving part of what we're doing. You're receiving that part of our revenue. So, I love that. Uh, so it's called Savvy <laughs> Shares and our cash incentive is Survey Savvy. but. It's just kind of a new idea, especially with everything in the privacy realm and all of that. This is sort of like you own your data and you should invest in it. Oh, that is such a different idea, turning everything up on its head, really, in market research and the concerns that brands have of people being on panels and not really being interested and engaged it really does answer that question too. They're invested because they are an investor. Right. right. <laughs> basically, yeah, they're an investor. I and love they receive that. dividends on their uh-huh. shares. Yeah, yeah, very cool. Okay, we'll put that in the show notes. That's like a, a great tangent we just went on. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> one other thing that you and I connect on, I've met your mom, talked with your mom, an amazing leader in this industry, would love to call out like just how much she's forged a path for so many. So tell us a little bit about how Luth Research is a woman-owned business and, and what does that mean really for the ethos at Luth? Well, it's really important to us. It's kind of what we're all about. I mean, Roseanne started this company 45 years ago. We celebrated 45 years last July. So that was a huge milestone. And back in the 70s, I know you've talked to her about this. When she was starting this company, We it was 1977. She wasn't really always welcome as a woman-owned business. That wasn't, you know, in the market research industry, even in other industries. I actually just went to a lunch this week where they were honoring my mom for San Diego-based group called the San Diego Executives Association. And it was like 200 men. And she was the first woman member and then became the first woman president of the group. And so I went to a lunch where they were, everyone was like, 
oh my gosh, Roseanne, I remember her back in the day, you know, but she really paved the way. And that's what I kind of stood up at this lunch and said is she paved the way for other women to kind of start their own company and was really an inspiration. And she always been an inspiration to women. Oh, I love it. And another, another pair like that. And I know your sister also works at Luth, but so it's nice. There's two of you and your mom, but also we get to sit and talk sometimes at conferences with Anne and Belinda Brown. And it's so fun to see she was such a pioneer. And I know she and your mom are very good friends yep. and probably they were clung to each other in the seventies. They um, did. They, but like, I know my mom and I'm sure her Anne as well has very good stories. Yes. <laughs> and I like to buy them drinks. So they tell us the stories. Yeah. <laughs> but now we have such a rich support system with women in research and also just such a great way of connecting with each other digitally. And it's not what they had. And I, I think that's really important to just be grateful for what those women did and, and also to acknowledge the industry has changed and it is much better for women. Of course, we can be improving it, but it is so much easier for you and I to go out and do what we want to do and make our mark in the world. And so give your mom an extra hug for me when you I see will. Her. I will. Yes. <laughs> well, tell us what's going on at Luth coming up that I might not know about. And just thank you for just being able to come on and, and being willing to share some of your expertise and a little bit of your mindset about what's going on, but what's coming up. So I know this is a huge buzz for everybody is the AI, the chat GPT. If you haven't gone on it yet, you need to, because it's actually really fun (laughs) to see what it actually will spit out. We're seeing like some of this is really helping in the research industry. Like when we go and, you know, have to categorize certain things of journeys on Amazon or something. And our digital team is realizing that we can use some of this AI as like really speeding up some of this process. So we're working on a lot of that to make sure that we're incorporating that into all of our research. The other thing that we've talked about this year is everybody, like in the last 12 years is when we, 12 years ago, we started our digital tracking stuff. So we're now at a point where clients understand it and they know they need it, but they need it quick. They need to be able to come in and how do we make this a little more turnkey for them. We have a dashboard that we started and how can we make that really accessible and when you need that quick data. So another goal this year is to really stick with our quality panel. We mentioned earlier, it's getting harder and harder every year to keep that quality panel and making sure that you're treating those respondents the way we always have. So they know that they're valued and whether that's an incentive or the types of surveys that you're sending out to them, making it interesting, things like that. So that is another one of our goals this year. It's easy to say, but you know, I I have seen you guys put your money where your mouth is and people do know a highly engaged panel from just a load of just lists of databases <laughs> and your reputation precedes you. So I feel like making another solid effort and saying, Hey, this is a big focus for us this year. It's going to do nothing but really push that reputation out further. So I I'm really happy to hear that, that yeah. I do think it is very important. There's a lot of talk on the stages about treating the respondents right. And then there is thinking about that from many angles. It's not just the compensation. Yes, it is that, but it's also that engagement. And what you said, like looking at a survey, is this interesting? Does somebody want to participate in this? So I love the idea that you're looking at it from so many angles. Some people just like me, just, I want to be heard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, I do think too, just a reminder to all of us in the industry, keep that top of mind. Don't cut on that. 
make sure you're still sticking with that quality panel and the respondents that are engaged and you're just going to get, you're going to get better data in the end. I love how Lisa Wilding Brown from Innovate and Marsh, she says that respondents are not a renewable resource. Once they're gone, they're gone. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I'm like, that is really totally true. But you and Lisa and I, we've sat around before talking about this, but there are, like I said, people who talk about that. And then there are people who are doing something about it. And I, I yeah. just so appreciate your work in that. So Janine, thank you so much for coming on. And, um, oh, and it's always I'll- fun. I'll see you at a conference here soon. It'll be fun. Yes, always fun. Always fun. Awesome. From all of the peeps here at Little Bird Marketing, have a great day and happy marketing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.